You know, it's funny, on VBS Sunday, you'd never have to guess whether or not it's VBS Sunday. There's so many tip-offs, right? I mean, you got all this stuff going on. You got pastors wearing shorts. You got, uh, you know, kids stuff all over videos. Microphones don't fit anymore because they've been put through the war all week. So um, this is uh, this is a this is a fun Sunday, and everything's different on on VBS Sunday. If you are able to stay for the second service, I, I'd encourage you to because it'll be a very different service, and uh, you won't have to sit through uh, two messages because in the second service, all the kids are staying in the service, so the message has to be about this short, or else we're in trouble. Um, so, uh, yeah, VBS is an incredible thing for so many reasons here at Parker Ford. Um, you know, a, a few of them, obviously, it's just a lot of fun watching kids enjoy themselves. You know, it's, it's a great time. It's also, uh, you know, one of these moments where I'm kind of reminded of how we come to Christ when we look at watch these kids uh, and, and watch the way that they interact with each other and, and the way they interact with faith. It brings us back to the basics. Doesn't it? We remember us, uh, childlike faith, isn't it? We're all just simple people who really need Jesus, you know, and the kids get that. And that's a beautiful thing. There's uh, another thing about VBS that's awesome is when uh, everyone comes here, the volunteers come here, when everyone comes and works every night together, it's like in the early church when they met together in each other's homes every night. You know, we lack community a lot in our society. But it's funny what happens when every night we're coming together doing stuff, all of a sudden relationships that weren't there start popping up all over the place. And there could be people who have been in the church for a long time but still haven't really connected with people. Now coming out of this week, oh, they're connected, you know, and that's a really good thing, you know. But more than anything, more than anything, the awesome thing about BBS is watching the Word of God get transmitted into the heart of the thing, You know, um, we have the privilege of watching kids grapple with concepts that are life-changing, you know, that that open the door for them to have a relationship with Jesus. And our, our call is not just to share the gospel with, with those who don't know, but our call is also to transmit the gospel generationally, to pass the baton, and to, and to listen to some of the questions that the kids were asking. Awesome. You know, it's awesome questions. There's this one little guy who's come to our church here and there, but he was here this this Sunday, and, and he was in preschool. And, man, he would not let the teacher, <laughs> Rosalie Schneider was teaching, and he would not let her go. He kept drilling her with these questions, you know, and, and kept hitting her with it. And <laughs> she's like, wow, you know, and, like, and it just kept going. And, um, and that's an awesome thing. It's a really, really good thing. And so if, if uh, you know, if it was people who were in here making snacks or back there, with AV, or if it was teachers, preschool was slammed. This time there were so many preschoolers. If there was team leaders, if it was people who were doing registration or paperwork or or teaching up here and leading songs, Amy Simon, so pregnant, so pregnant, and she's on, you know, she's she already has a due date where she's being induced. That's uh, like next week or two weeks. She's ready to go, and she's up here leading the songs, you know. And so there's tons of people who are really invested, and, and for all of you who were involved, I know you already received blessing because it's more blessed to give than to receive. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you. you know, and, and what you're doing is good work. It's good work. That's kingdom work. You know, it's really good. So that's VBS. We're in um, our Fruits of the Spirit series, and 
we're man, like we haven't even started the message and I'm all choked up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're in the Fruits of the Spirit uh, series, and this is the fifth of the series, and uh, it's the fourth fruit, which is patience. And it, none of us really need to work on that, so we could just close up shop and go home. Um, it, obviously, the whole series is uh, framed by Galatians 5, 22 to 23, and uh, we're working on memorizing that together. So why don't you say it with me? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. All right. I wanted to see if you'd keep going if I stopped it. But that's all right. We'll get there. Let's pray. God, we thank you. For, uh, for what a great week. We just thank you for it. And we thank you for your character that, uh, that bleeds through um, your people. And, and we thank you for that, God. Thank you for putting that on display this week. And we ask that today, as we uh, look at this topic of patience that you've written to us about, that, God, you would, uh, you would fill our hearts and our minds with the awareness of what it is that you're developing in us. In Jesus' name, amen. When we teach the fruits of the Spirit, we don't teach morality. We're not teaching about how to be moral. We're teaching about how to be dependent. Right? We don't teach morality. Morality is pointless <laughs> in some ways. The efforts toward morality in some, in some ways can, can really be fruitless. We're talking about fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit come through dependence, not through the efforts toward morality. So when we talk about patience, what we're talking about is not how to be patient and how to work hard at the, at the moral character quality of patience. What we're teaching is how to depend on the patient one. That's what we're teaching. That's what the Scriptures teach us. If we live by the Spirit, then keep in step with the Spirit. My job is to depend. And when I do, the fruit, that's God's character, comes bleeding and so when every time we look at a fruit of the Spirit, it's less about let's try to do this, and it's more about let's worship the God who does this and promises that as I depend on Him, He'll do it in me, which is crazy cool. Like, that's awesome, because I don't have the ability to do it, but God does. What that also means is, is that God is patient, because this is His character. You know, this is one of God's underrated qualities. It doesn't get as much press as some of God's other qualities. We don't talk as much about how patient God is. But numbers, we're told in numbers that God, God is slow to anger and he's rich in love. Slow to anger and abounding in love. That he forgives sin, but he doesn't let sin go unpunished. And that's what we're told in numbers. And that's the characteristic of God. Okay, and what that means is we know that, remember the quote last, last week in, in, uh, from Martin Luther King that said, peace is not the absence of turmoil, it's the presence of justice. And we said that was, that was a little bit more precise than the Dalai Lama's uh, uh, guess at what peace was, but not quite as precise as peace is actually not the absence of struggle, but the presence of Jesus. That's what peace really is. But that Martin Luther King quote that said, uh, peace is not the absence of turmoil, but the presence of justice. 
that verse here, the one that we just quoted from Numbers, where it says God is slow to anger, but rich in love. And he won't let sin go unpunished. That What that's saying is, is God is still a just judge. And we can count on God. He won't let sin go unpunished. We need justice. We need it in order to keep peace. And we can depend on God that he will be just. He won't let sin go unpunished. And he's a good father who will discipline his kids. He won't let them just be unruly. God is about justice and about discipline. But God doesn't have a short fuse with his kids. And he doesn't just get mad at him and then smack him around real quick because he's frustrated in a moment. He's slow to anger. He's slow to anger and he's rich in love. And God is patient. And why? Well, Second Peter also tells us. Second Peter tells us that when we look at God, that I want, I'll read it for you. In Second Peter uh, three nine, it says, "The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with, you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repent." That's a great verse, isn't it? I'm going to read it one more time. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, so He pays, He pays on time. You know, he's quick to give us his promises. But instead, he is patient with you. He doesn't expect that we're going to be on time. And he's patient with us. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repent. Beautiful thing. It's a picture of God's patience with us. God wants to give us every opportunity to turn around. You know? It's not just that he's mad at us and wants to judge us. He has to be a good judge, and he will be a good judge, and he has to be a good father, and so he will discipline us. But what he really wants, and what he wants more than anything else, is he wants us to turn and come back to him. And he's going to give us every opportunity he can. That's, that's, that's what he's all about. You know, there does come a time where there is judgment. And there does come a time when there is there's multiple times where there's discipline. But God's not anxious to get there. He's anxious to see us turn because he's patient. And that's the character quality that God wants to produce in us. Because when we receive Christ as Savior, what we're told is that this Jesus who lived here on earth and walked on earth, when he rose from the dead and when he ascended into heaven, he came back in, the, in, the, in, in, the, uh, in his spirit at Pentecost and said that he would fill us. And if any one of us decides that we're going to receive Jesus, we actually have the presence of the living God dwelling inside of us. There's another person who lives inside of us. This is not just something elusive. It's not an idea. This isn't just a conscience. There's actually another person who lives inside of us. That's weird. Someone else lives in us, and it's God. And when he lives inside of me, what he says is that patience that he has, he's going to be producing in me. To the extent that I let go of the steering wheel and I give it to him and let him drive my life and be Lord of my life, if I keep in step with him by letting him be Lord, then what will happen is my life will start to look more like him and he will begin to produce patience in my life. That will be one of the fruits that he produces. And that, that patience, it shows up in three areas. It shows up in relationships, and there's three places where those relationships are with us. We have a relationship with God, we have a relationship with each other, and we have a relationship with ourselves. You know, we have a relationship with ourselves. That's those voices in our head that are always there talking to each other. 
And and that's a that's a very legitimate relationship. You know, when you're sitting on your bed at night and you're thinking about the day and you're processing, who are you processing with? I mean, we're processing with God, but we're also processing with ourselves, right? Because we might not, it could be someone who has absolutely no relationship with God, not interacting with God at all, but they're still having that internal dialogue. And so there's three relationships that we deal with. We deal with our relationship with God, and we deal with our relationship with each other, and we deal with our relationship with ourselves. And we need patience in all three of those areas. And when God is producing the fruit of patience, he takes us to all three of those areas. Why do we need patience with God? I mean, it says right there in that Second Peter passage, he's not slow to fulfill his promises. God's on time. Why would we need patience with God? Well, the reason is because on time for God is different than on time for us. Because God, he, he's on eternity time. He's on the God time. That's called kairos in the Greek. And when things are ready, they're ready, right? If, and, and that's, that's I'll, t- I'll tell you, when this, when this soup is done, this soup is done when it's done. It's not done in 20 minutes. It's done. It needs a little more of that and a little bit of that, and we need to stir it up. And, and ah, that tastes about right. That's Kairos time. That's God's time. It's ready when it's ready because God is about fulfilling things the way they're supposed to be fulfilled. And when it's ready, it's ready. And that's God time. And it's not ready a minute earlier, and it's not ready a second later. It's ready when it's ready. And only God knows when it's really ready. We have the other kind of time. We have this kind of time called chronos that we deal with all the time. And that's about seconds, and it's about minutes, and it's about hours. And we're on that clock all the time, and we deal with that clock, and we're supposed to. God created that clock for us. That's how we rotate around the sun and go, you know, all those things that God set in place when he gave us time. And we need it, but God doesn't. And when God's on his time, it's hard for us sometimes to wait for God, isn't it? Isn't it hard for us? Hebrews 6.12 says this, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Through faith and patience. George MacDonald is the old Scottish children author, great author. If you ever want to read to grandkids or kids, George MacDonald, find anything by him, great. He says, he's quoted as saying, the principal part of faith is patience. The principal part of faith is patience. If we want to trust God, one of the biggest parts of trusting God has to do with being patient with God. Because we're not on the same time frame. You know? God is not kicking out street art. He's making Picassos. And they take time. In my life, God is doing something spectacular. And I want it to happen now, but that's so good. And good things come to those who wait. Because they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And they will rise up with wings like eagles. And they will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40.31. And see, when we learn to wait on God, we don't get tired. Because we're not trying to do things that go out in front of God that don't have the power of God behind them. But when we learn to be patient and in God's timing, then we are in step with the Spirit, which means we're not living according to our own strength, but we're moving with the power of the living God. And that makes life a whole lot easier. But that means that we have to have patience with God. It doesn't mean that God's in the bad, God's too slow, we have to be patient with Him. It's No, we have to learn to trust Him, and that has to do with patience. 
has to do with patience. All right, so that's about God and trusting him. I've said before, and I'll say it again, that God's not, he doesn't work at McDonald's flipping burgers. He's a gourmet chef, you know, and we got to learn to wait. When you come home, I remember we had this, we had this bell at, at, uh, at my parents' house when I was growing up where we could go all over the neighborhood and do whatever, and when dinner was ready, you ring the bell, and then everyone comes running. Well, it was so funny because the bell would always ring, and then we'd come running back because we're starving, you know? And you come running back. Well, it turns out there was actually still like 15 minutes to go before it was really on the table, you know? And it was like you're supposed to wash up, but it was like it was time for us to come back, you know? But, of course, as a kid, you expect, hey, you rang the bell. I'm here. Why isn't dinner on the table kind of thing, you know? And it's like that's a crazy thought as a child, you know, when – when your your mom's been working hard to to get dinner on the table, and there's that moment where you say, you still have to wait, you know, you still have to wait for that good meal, and that's the way it is with God, right? That's the way it is. He's got something great for us, and for us to receive, to inherit, like Hebrews says right here, for us to inherit what has been promised, faith, patience, what it takes, patience, endurance, perseverance are all words that are connected. To that. Hang in there. Wait, trust him. It's all good. Coming. You gotta wait. How much longer? Another minute. You know, <laughs> another minute. Okay, so, uh, that's our patience with God. But, but listen, our patience isn't only with God, right? We also need patience with each other. Listen to this one, Ephesians 4 2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. I don't know about you, but I haven't arrived yet. And, uh, and, and when I was born, I wasn't perfect. I'm still not perfect. I don't think I'm going to be perfect anytime soon. Um, I like to think that I'll be perfect by tomorrow, but I'm not going to be there, you know, and, and I just have, I know that you're not either, you know, and we're not perfect. And so since we're not perfect, and as far as we can tell, we're not going to get there anytime soon. The only way that those of us who are in a sanctification process where God is transforming us into his image with ever increasing glory, as Second Corinthians tells us, if we're in that process, but we're not there yet, then we got to figure out how to get along in the meantime, right? Because we're still in that transformation process and we need to give space to each other, which is why, you know, when, when one of the things we said about that Martin Luther King quote from last week that was incomplete is it says, peace is not the absence of turmoil, but the presence of justice. And I said, yeah, but it's not just justice that brings peace. We also need forgiveness. We need grace for each other. Justice doesn't take care of it. It needs to go beyond that. And what I mean is, is that when someone messes up, okay, great, they'll be punished. That's justice. But I actually need to be able to forgive and give grace and space to people to mess up. Because we only learn through messing up. God puts us in the squeeze, you know, and we learn through our mistakes and, and we have to persevere through that. And when we mess up, he wipes us off and picks us up. But then each other, we got to extend that grace and that forgiveness in order for there to be peace among us. And so patience comes right after peace for a reason in this list, you know, right after grace comes patience. We need to have patience to, to give space, to let each other. Patience is that thing that you experience on your commute when you're on 422 and you're driving down the road and, and all that patience that everyone has with each other. Actually, I, I make light of that, but honestly, there are, there are really patient people on the road. And we can talk about the crazy people who are on the road and focus on that, but you know what? There's a bunch of people who are patient. And God is not absent. He's not gone from our world. 
for all the crazy people or the crazy moments, the crazy people. I'm a crazy person. You know, we all are, and we have our crazy moments. For all the crazy moments, when someone cuts someone off or gets mad, there's also all the other people who, who are sitting there, uh, you know, listening to praise and worship in their car and, and trying to pray on the way to work and think it through. And while, of course, they weren't pleased with what just happened on the road, they're still saying, I'm not going to react to it. Praise God that there is still patience. You know? Can you imagine if there was no patience in our world? None? I mean, we do have a deficit in the amount of patience that we actually need in order to get along with each other because we have problems. But imagine if there was less and if there was none. It'd be terrible. But the presence of God manifesting patience in humanity is what keeps us afloat. And if we didn't have it, we'd be done. And none of that is attributed to us. It all goes to God. Praise God. It's the only reason that we have patience. So here's the thing. This is why some of the reasons why we do get mad at each other and, and we have impatience with each other. Here's about half the reason isn't just because we've been treated bad and we're impatient. Sometimes it's because I'm in a rush and someone else isn't in a rush with me. Have you ever been in a situation where I've been in a situation. I was about to flip the other way, but I'll, I'll just own this one. I've been at times where I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere and I'm a little late because of my own problems and I'm trying to make up a little time. So I want to go a little faster than the speed limit allows, you know, and I'm behind someone who's doing the speed limit and I'm mad at them because they're doing the speed limit, you know, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, but I'm frustrated because they won't go at my pace, but my pace isn't even a godly pace and I'm frustrated. I'm impatient with them for being godly, you know? You ever been there? You're lying if you say not. Don't try to act all better than me, (laughs) you know? And you've been on the other end where you might even be going a couple miles an hour over the speed limit, but there's a person behind you who's riding your tail and you're frustrated, you know, like, come on. And and, and that is the impatience factor, right? Because... We just have a hard time trusting God with time, and we have a hard time extending grace to one another. But here's the thing. All of that is about me. All of that is about my time. But here's the thing. There's the God life when we trust God, and then there's the me life when I trust me. And in the me life, see, what happens in the me life is I'm in control of time. And it's my resource by which I get stuff done. I have money and I have relationships, and I have time. You know, probably the three biggest resources that I that we lean into. And and this time thing, it becomes really precious when I'm in charge of my life. My time is super sacred, and I and I need to hold on to it. And if you're gonna, you know, cut in line with me, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to extend you grace because I only have a limited resource of time. And you just stole some of my time. And that makes me really mad. You didn't ask for my time. You stole it from me. And I can't get those, you know, that that half of a second back that you made me slow down. You know, I can't get it back. But in all seriousness, when I'm in when I'm in charge of my life, it's a really frustrating thing if someone takes it. But if God is in control, then it's his time. Time is in his hands. And it's all again. And if I have to get mad at someone in order to hoard my time, well then, 
don't know that I'm being a good steward of my time anyway. So in the God life, of course, the first fruit of the Spirit is love. And when you go to the chapter that defines love, which is 1 Corinthians 13, it says, you know, you can speak in the tongues of men and angels, but if you have not love, you're only resounding God, playing symbols, so on and so forth. And then it finally gets to halfway through the chapter, and it begins to give us a list of the characteristics of love. And it says, the first one is love is first characteristic. Patient. Second one is kind, which is next week's fruit of the Spirit. Love is patient, love is kind. See, this fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, that's all about what happens in us when we're with God. Love, joy, peace. But patience is the first time when it really gets to like we're looking at each other. How does love manifest when it comes out? We extend grace and patience. If patience with God is about trust, then patience with each other is about grace and forgiveness. Grace and forgiveness. Because in the God life, my time is not my own. My time belongs to God, and then it also belongs to you. Because when I'm loving, my time isn't for me. It's for you. And it's a gift that God's given me to extend grace and forgiveness to you. And so this time that I've been given is a wonderful opportunity. It's something that God has blessed me with that I can now extend to you. And it's a way of saying, I'm not perfect either. That's why it says this in, in, uh, in Ephesians, that Ephesians 4, 2, it says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one. I gotta be humble about this. <laughs> I'm no better than you. And you need grace, and I need grace. So you can have some time. It's okay if you steal some of them. It wasn't mine anyway. God gave it to me. I don't know how long I have, but with the time I have, I'm gonna share. Because that's how God wants me to do it. We need grace. We need, uh, patience with God. We need patience with each other, and then we also need patience with ourselves. Colossians 1, 10-13. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Isn't that an awesome passage of Scripture? He has qualified me and he has qualified you for the inheritance of his son. We have an inheritance that's waiting for us. Inheritance, that doesn't come fast. Any of you ever inherited anything? There's a whole process, you know, that it takes. You know, there's a really sad thing that they were talking about up in uh, Newtown with, the, with the, uh, the financial situation where there's a grant being given to the, the fund, uh, uh, the charity fund that was given to the, the families of those who lost kids and they were talking about all the turmoil there was and figuring out how to disperse that the the money out when whenever there's money being dispersed 
whenever it's inheritance or something like that. There's a whole process, and it all takes time, you know? Well, the funny thing is, the inheritance with God, he's qualified us to inherit from the kingdom of God, is what we're told, the kingdom of his son. But it says, in order to inherit it, we need great endurance and patience, is what that passage said. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit to strengthen us so that by great patience and endurance, we can inherit what it is that we've been qualified to inherit. When he redeemed us and he saved us, that meant that he made it so that we can inherit it, that we are, we are qualified to inherit it. But now we need the patience and the endurance to actually inherit it, you know, to receive that inheritance. Let me explain it this way. If there's, um, if there's a parent who has a family business and there's a child who's qualified to inherit that business, they're the next in line. They're the ones that, they're the heir in that business. Well, that kid doesn't come out of college and then the parent says, here's the business, right? It doesn't work that way. Hopefully not, or else that business is going to tank quick. There's a whole time frame, a whole lag where that thing is going to take time, right? It takes a long time and that kid has to learn the ropes and, and he or she has to, and there's only one way to really learn it. I mean, you have to walk it out day in and day out. And it takes time to gain the inheritance of that business. You see, the greatest thing that God wants for us to inherit is his character, life with his son. And the beauty of the kingdom of God is that there's this other life, this God life, that's not the fast-paced, crazy, wild, drive-yourself-mad life that this world gets caught in and that we get caught up in when we don't have patience. There's a whole other way of it. A good life. Deep life. A life that can stop and smell the roses, even in the midst of pain. That can appreciate that's a whole nother kind of life. But in order to receive that inheritance, it takes patience. It takes time. And at the end of each day, what it takes is it says, I really thought that I was going to be better today than I was, but I'm going to cut myself some slack at this point. I don't want to be lazy, but I do need to let go what is behind and press forward to what is ahead. And I need to be patient with my own sanctification process. You know, like a child who has to wait until they're ready to inherit that business. So we have to wait. And we have to be patient with ourselves. And sometimes people get caught in that shame cycle where they get so upset because they're not where they want to be yet. And we got to be, we got to trust God. We got to be each other's space. And then we got to give ourselves space. And we just got to say, all right. We tried to walk with the Lord today, right? And he was helping me be patient to a degree. And tomorrow, he's going to help me be more patient. And he's going to take me through stuff that's going to be difficult. And I might not react the way I wish I would, but I'm going to learn. And he's going to grow me in this problem. And at the end of the day, I can put my head down on my pillow and I can go to sleep and I can say, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. We're in this process and God's got it. It's the God life. He's in charge. I'm not in charge. He's in charge of time. He's in charge of my sanctification. And he's got it. And he's working on me. He's dad and he loves me. And it's all good. So I don't have to focus on me. I can let that go. And I can extend grace to you, forgiveness, and we can all trust God. Because it's the God. Amen? Cool. Let's pray.